Would you like to bring some calm to the start of a new school year? Then this podcast episode is going to be just for you because I'm going to share some of my top tips for you for starting the new school year smoothly. My name's Kimberly, and I'm founder of Who Get In The Early Years, which is an international hub for supporting early years teaching, training, and inspiration. And with all the work I do, I'm all about empowering early educators to be the very best version of themselves by creating that perfect blend of professional knowledge and development alongside valuing your well-being and self-care. So hi, happy Saturday. I'm a day late this week in uh, getting this podcast to you. It's just been one of those weeks. It's been so busy here, getting lots of orders out. Lots of you have been very busy ordering the autumn and winter planning guides linked to the Wanderlust Child Nature Study Programme. So thank you so much. Also been getting everything ready for our virtual autumn conference, which is going to be going live on the 27th of this month. So that's a week tomorrow. Um, So I do hope you've got your tickets. The theme for our time together is on getting outside. And we're going to be showing you just what's possible when you set up an enabling learning environment outdoors and all the possibilities throughout the year to make learning happen. Um, And as well as doing all of that, I've also been getting some free gifts ready for those of you that got your early bird tickets for the conference. So they've now all gone out in the post. So it's been a busy week. But I didn't want to let a week slip by without doing a podcast for you. So here I am, it's Saturday morning, the sun's shining into my office and it's going to be a good day. I'm going to do my podcast and then I'm going to get out in the garden and go for a lovely walk as well. So yeah, let's let's get on. So I know that the start of the new academic year can be really stressful. It can feel chaotic, especially after having such a long time off over the summer and as well the extended time that we've had this year without necessarily being full-time in education with the pandemic. So it can really feel like a shock to your body when you do start back. And it's also a shock for the children as well. And We want to make it as calm as possible for everybody involved in this process because we want it to go well. And we don't want all of those wonderful things that you've been focusing on over the summer on your well-being to slip away. So let's try and regain a little bit of balance. So I'm going to share with you now some of the tried and tested things that I've done over the last 10 years while I've worked in reception and nursery classes. But this is also really relevant if you're listening and you're a childminder um, and you're looking for some simple ideas as well to put into your practice as well. So let's start by thinking about the setting that you're in, whether it's your home, whether it's a large school, whether it's a nursery. I always like to begin the year by giving my children a little tour of the school or of the setting and showing children who everybody is, introducing them to the different staff that we have working there, from the cooks to the cleaners, to the admin staff, to maybe a head teacher if it's a school, 
anybody that's involved really in the running of the school day, I like the children to know who they are and really start to build up that family and community feel. And it gives children a sense of where they are and their sense of place as well. I also like to give my children a tour of the classroom or the provision. We automatically invite children that might be new to us into the provision, but sometimes we forget that they might not necessarily know where the toilets are or how to use particular resources or what we mean when we say tidy up. So I think it's a really valuable thing to just take little groups around your provision and talk to them about what they can do in each area and how we can really look after that space as well. And I like to tie into this, giving children a tidying up job to do each day. So I pop them into little teams, we take a photograph of the children that are in that team and we give them the area to tidy up and I support them by taking a photograph of what that area looks like when it's tidy so that the children know that to make it tidy again they need to make it look like what's in the photograph so that's really helpful and the children tend to have the same job probably until about October half term so they've got about six weeks where they're really doing it well and I think it helps them have that ownership and responsibility as well. Um, next, I love getting children together in little groups and sharing some lovely stories like the Owl Babies, which gives children that opportunity to just talk, talk about who's important to them, who's in their family, the things that they like, if they've got brothers and sisters, the sorts of things that they do on a weekend. And it's having these discussions and these conversations with the children that we begin to really form those relationships. If we go in from day one, just trying to get phonics and maths into our day, and we forget about the importance of relationships, then the learning's not going to happen. We want our children to feel safe and secure. For that to happen, they must have that sense of connection. So think about the types of stories that you're sharing, but also building in their time to talk. Now, I like to hold off doing any formal teaching of phonics and maths until at least October half term. But I always judge it based on my children and what it is they need. Um, so for you, it could be different. Your children might come into you and they might be so ready to get going with it. Um, when I worked in Bradford, many of my children came into my reception class um, with very low levels of speech and language. Um, they were very low in their emotional development. And so getting them to sit for a half an hour phonics session as a whole class just wasn't going to work. So I popped us into little groups, we called it family time. And our focus here was on building relationships, doing circle time games, getting to know you activities, lots of opportunities to play games around phase one of letters and sounds as well. So that we really were focusing on that importance of relationship building and connection. And when we get this right, we're going to see that it has an impact on other areas as well, like behaviour, because children are going to learn to listen if they know that you've got something interesting to say, if they know that you care about them. So really try and think how you can build more of this into your day. And if you're thinking, well, I'm in a school, I'm in a reception class, and there's such a focus here on formal learning. 
what we used to do, because I did this in my reception class, is we would have a sketchbook and for each family group that would work with an adult, we as adults would just um, annotate in the sketchbook the types of things we've been talking about and we'd keep a little record of this and um, we'd maybe even stick photographs in there that the children had mentioned or brought in so that it was a collection of that time that we'd had together. So if anybody wants to see what it is you've been doing they can see that there it's a record it's a documentation of the learning that you've been doing something else that we did that was really really useful was making birthday crowns so each child would make their own unique crown they could make it look however they liked um, sticking onto it whatever took their fancy we had lots of gems and jewels and colors um, and then we would display these up around our provision so we just hang them on a washing line um, on the ceiling of our classroom and then when it was the child's actual birthday they got to wear their lovely birthday crown for the day it's really lovely for building that sense of belonging and it becomes a great talking point as well so when children were coming in with their families on those first few days they'd be talking to them about oh this is the crown that I made and when I'm four or when I'm five I get to wear that something really exciting I think we often overlook the importance of birthdays and um, especially when you are four and five these are such a big milestone so let's celebrate it and um, Another thing, I probably should have mentioned this before I mentioned the birthday crown because it links back to the small group time, but I had a big focus on good sitting with the children. So I'd have three cards with a Makaton actions and symbols on them that represented good sitting, good looking and good listening. And it became a little bit repetitive, but I would focus on these rules really, really well for the first few weeks of the school year so that my children knew exactly what was expected of them when we came together as a group. And by doing this, it was getting them ready then to do the other aspects of learning that was involved. Um, but I used to like using the Makaton signs and the Makaton symbols alongside the spoken word, as I felt it just benefited all of the children. Um, next, this is something really special as well. So I used to love writing a story about each child's first week at school in setting. And I'd actually write this for the child um, and then I'd give their families a copy. So for example, I would write, Dear Rex, what a wonderful start to nursery you've had. I've been so impressed at how you've come into nursery each morning and you've had a huge smile on your face and you've left your mummy um, so happily to go off and play with the trains. And I've also noticed what a brilliant imagination you have. And then you can go on and expand that. But it was basically just an A4 sheet, a letter to the child with some lovely photographs on. And it is a little bit time consuming to do this, but it's so special. And again, it builds into all of that work that we're doing here on relationship building. And when I had created the story for the child, we'd find a nice comfy place in the setting. I used to have a nice big sofa and I'd say to the children, I've got something really special that I want to read to you. Where would be a nice place for us to sit? And we'd go off and find somewhere and I'd read this to them. 
and gosh, this had such an impact on them. They would have such a big smile on their face as they were looking at it. And I think it was that recognition for the child that actually this person cares about me and they want me to be successful here and they want me to be happy. And then I'd give them a copy and I'd say, you can take this home. You can let mummy, daddy, grandma, granddad, whoever it is that's important to you, have a look at this and see how happy you are when you come to nursery. And I think it was a nice thing for me to do as an adult as well. It gave me that time professionally to think about each, each child that I had in my setting and think, how are they settling? What more do they need to be happier here? Am I really meeting their needs? Because often, as I've said, it's such a busy and chaotic time that we don't want it to just go past so quickly. These, this is a time when we're building our foundation, so let's get it right. As well as doing this, further creating a sense of belonging is by asking a child to bring in a photograph that's special to them and displaying it in the setting. So this could be a family photograph. It could be an experience that the child's had outside of setting, somewhere that they love visiting. And it's really nice to include this in your displays that you've got or a space, a child height that the child can just go back to. It comforts them. Okay, um, something else that helps the children settle in really well each morning is by allowing the children to come into the provision and allowing them to choose where they'd like to work. I don't know about you, but it's so much easier to think about doing something scary if we get to start by doing the thing that we enjoy doing. So let's make it easier for the child separating from their parents and let's let them choose where they'd like to work. And I like to let them do this every morning for about 20 minutes and then we all come together and we say good morning. I also think it's important for us to have a little bit of a staggered start here. Um, when I say staggered start, I obviously mean by the timings, especially with the pandemic at the moment, but also some children are going to need a little bit longer than others to settle and feel comfortable in your setting and that's okay. We need to remember that every child is unique and we need a personalised approach here. So I like to um, talk to my children's families and give them the time that they need. Even though there's the pandemic at the moment, I think it's important that we have a space where children that are finding it a little bit trickier to separate can be with their parents and they can do a little bit of playing together um, and build up that confidence. And I think it's important that we don't lose that despite the pandemic. So there you go. Here are just a few ideas of what you can do to help your school year go a little bit more smoothly. And if you decide to use any of these ideas, I'd love to know about it. Please do drop me a direct message or tag me in your stories on Instagram or share a post with me. I always like to know what you've used and what's worked for you. So thank you for listening. And if you found this really useful, then do head across to my blog where there are weekly articles all about early years provision, settling children in, activities you can try, child-led learning, getting outside. And these articles are not just by myself, but they're from some of my wonderful members that I've currently got studying on the Who Getting the Early Years accreditation. 
members that have got outstanding practice, they've got experience of working for 20 years or more in different educational settings. So do check them out. So that's at www.whogetintheearlyyears.co.uk. And I hope that you all have a really lovely weekend and I will be back again next week. Take care. Bye.